What's up, everybody? And we are back with the fourth episode, episode four, where it all started, you might say, of the, the, four, the four Sensitive. And I'm uh, here with my, my lovely and diligent co-host, Mr. Gort. Hey, how you doing? And he's got a new lovely mic, doesn't he? Got those, got those sound waves sounds coming like a, through. Sounds like a brand new man. Yeah. Blue Yeti. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we are here with our guest, Mr. Insta-Sam, who I've never had the opportunity to actually speak to in person, but I've always had, or rather on the phone, whatever, but I've always had uh, kind of interactions with online for, for years now. So, Hey, thanks ha- for having me. <laughs> it's our pleasure. Thanks for, for doing this. And it works with yeah. your schedule, so it's uh, yep. this is this is a tricky show to kind of get logistically because of my schedule. So we wanted gotcha. to take advantage of it. Um. So we, we know that Insta Sam has a lot that he wants to talk about towards the tail end of kind of where the franchise has gone. So we're going to go ahead and jump right into it, unless you have anything, Gord, that you'd like to add. No, let's get started. Mm. All right. So talk to me about the first time you remember seeing Star Wars. Um. So I remember like as a really young kid, you know, like before the age of five, I wasn't really interested in it. Well, I it was always like just around my oldest brother. He's like old enough to be my dad. Right. So, but so he grew up with it and, um, he was always really into it and he's going to come up a lot in this conversation. Cause it's always like something special that we share together. Mm-hmm. So I remember it kind of just being on TV. And I think like at that age, probably I do like what my sons do is like, they watch it and then they go play it. You know what I mean? Like they don't right. sit down and watch the movie and, and get into the fiction but it's funny <laughs> my first like memory that was like distinctly star wars was it was in it must have been on tv or something we were watching the new hope <clears throat> and the star destroyer comes across the, the top of the screen right after the scroll mm-hmm. and my brother he had these two i don't know if you guys remember these they were like die cast it was like a millennium falcon and a star destroyer uh, I don't know. I don't know if they're a big thing or not, but I took, like, I saw that scene and I took his Star Destroyer and I just threw it across the room and broke it. <laughs> so I, I broke, I broke the bridge off of it. And I remember him hollering at me for that. And then I think other than before I actually sat down watching me, my only other memory was just seeing the, um, the red carded figures in, in KB. And that was when they had like, like the first power of the force where everyone's like just had the biggest muscles. So you don't have any recollection of like the Kenner line really? Nope. That was, that was before my time. I was born in 89. Wow. So that was, that was all phased out. How the, Um, how the hell were you born in 89, but your beard was born in 72. (laughs) I was, I was born with it. It was a trans, it was a transplant. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. But, um, so I remember I, I knew what Star Wars was. I had seen the toys in the toy store, but I was into like biker mice from Mars and Power Rangers and all that shit. So um, when I was in second grade was when the um, the special editions came out. And like my best friend from elementary school was like, hey, man, you want to come with me and my family? We're going to see Star Wars. And I was like, yeah, let's go. And um, it was it was just the perfect age. You know, and, and crazy. We saw we saw the New Hope, so I actually saw them in order. Which I think I'm the first person on the show that can say that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You are. Um, I You're... watched the New Hope, and and 
I was hooked. It, it, it blew me with the special edition. So you don't have that comparison. So yeah, and, and we have to dig into that a little bit. Like, yeah. So how did like being of that age? Are you fiddling with something? By the way, <laughs> there's something like going on over there. Are you talking to me? Oh yeah, I'm playing with a toy. I'll put it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> how being of that age and and right in in line with that like kind of generational pocket where you should have landed for that movie to kind of really hit you? How did the CGI feel? How did obviously you didn't notice the changes because you weren't really aware of the originals? But yeah. how did all of that did, – did any of that strike you weird in comparison with other CGI that you were seeing in other films or anything like that? Did anything seem out of place or did it all seem normal? And So, so, so talk to me about that experience a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I think if, if I would have went in and they would have been just straight re-releases, I think in my head, like in my childlike mind, I would have felt like I was watching an old movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I think because because the CGI was updated to the standards of that time, it didn't feel like I was watching some old movie from the 70s or 80s. It just felt like I was seeing a new movie that was coming out new to me, but then I think with the updates it it made it more palatable for me. Hmm. Because even even as a kid, I think you can you can tell when when you're watching an old movie um, even if it's like a action one like that, that you'd be interested in. So I think that did kind of help get me, but it's, it, I can't, I can't say, you know, if, if they didn't make those changes, I, I can't say if I, whether I would like it or not, I'm sure I would have, but huh. it's just, it's just, it's just amazing, you know, cause like you're, you're probably the first person I've ever spoken to who had their first experience watching the original trilogy, like really properly watching it, you know, be the special editions. Yeah, and I think I don't know if I've ever seen the original original ones, all of them, all the way through. Wow! wow. Like even to this day, because um, they released the special editions like all in a in a span of months, right? Yeah, yeah. And then they they came out on video, and I I, I got the box set for Christmas, and I just remember watching that, um, you know, nonstop. But I, I'm it's interesting because when I got a little bit older um, and people kind of have criticisms for those changes and in, in the release of the special editions, but that's what got me into it. Right. I think without those, you know, the Phantom Menace came out, so I may have gotten into it, but I, it's, it kind of has formed my opinion of when, when something Star Wars related comes out and maybe you're not crazy about it. It, it it might be the the thing that gets a new person hooked, right? You know? And that's kind of my view on a lot of this stuff. There is like a uh, it is interesting uh, to hear you say like you know because it felt like a current movie because I, I've often said like with all the digital grading that they've done of that movie with each release they've somehow made it seem current like constantly current. Like, yeah, you know, like where I always use Tootsie as like the example, but like when you go back and watch Tootsie, it feels like you're watching an '80s movie, like the the film grade and all that. But you don't yeah. get that with Star Wars. Yeah, and I, and I think that that again is another good thing. So yeah, they, no, they I keep agree. going in and, and making it more palatable for new people, and that's what what's important for me. And then, like I said, I was I was hooked, man. Um, and it was it was all three and three quarter, right? In um in micro machines. So, so it, it's, it's almost like you lived our experience just like 20 years later. Cause like, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? <laughs> and, I, and I'm thankful for that because when I hear you guys talk about it, even though it was, 
you know, years before I was born, I can really relate to it because I'm like, oh, I felt those same feelings, had those same experiences, you know, yeah. even though it was later and with the, with the special edition ones. Right. But they had the toys, you know, like it was just you know, different, <clears throat> yep, yep, different yep. and like, so you got to kind of watch the movies. You had the merchandise available to you. It's like, it's, it's basically like you, you had a reboot experience and you got to skip the dark times. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there were a couple of years of dark times, but nothing, nothing too substantial. I, I just remember and cause like I said, after I'd seen them, I was like, okay, I need all these toys, you know, and, and, and we, we, we grew up in the hood, right? And there was, <laughs> we had a target, but we had to drive like closer to the city to get to like the good target, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I remember like, it was huge. And, and we went in there and you know how like you go down a normal toy aisle and there's just the, the shelves on either side. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of those. And, and I may be misremembering and this might've been like how it looked to me as a kid, but the entire wall was only Star Wars, yeah. and they had just every. And this was by the by when they had switched Power of the Force to the green card, mm-hmm. and it was just like every figure, every wave, you know, just right. like hundreds and hundreds. And I was just like, wow, like it was just like this magic, you know. You know that, that, that this hasn't come up a lot, but that was one of the things that the original Kenner line did that was kind of beautiful was like the first wave of figures didn't end their production run until they ended their last production run. Like they were constantly releasing all mm-hmm. the waves all the time. So like, you know, like, yeah. And, kinda... and it was somewhat like that with the, with the prequel stuff too, because I just remember never not being able to find a figure that I was looking for just yeah. because of the volume of it, it was right. so much, you know, and that might've, that might be why they're so cheap to get nowadays, yeah. but it, it was that volume that we don't see anymore. There was a lot of revision cases. So you had uh, yeah. all the repacks all the time. And when you're talking about having a whole wall of star Wars figures, they really were like that, especially in a Toys R Us. And then they'd have those big metal uh, bins and I just yep. remember all kinds of deals, like you know, buy one get ones, and or buy two get one for a dollar, and it was fantastic. Yeah, like, I, I had remember tons those. of stormtroopers. How many co? Yeah, how, many, how many co bibbles did you have? <laughs> Nine, one. That was a dude from the Phantom Menace, right? Yeah, <laughs> With the beard. Yeah, the hologram. Oh no, he wasn't. A communication a disruption yeah. means only we one didn't thing. pay our phone bill. Invasion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh. <laughs> yeah, I just remember being being struck, and I mean that's, that. There's nothing better as a, as a young kid than that. And it's funny because um, like we were in school, and uh, and, and it's all like all the kids were into Star Wars too. And it's like we got to bring our toys to school, which I thought was weird. And I just remember like being in the hallway for like large amounts of time like trading figures with kids and i was like how did i have this much unstructured time in school oh you were a toy <laughs> to tra- do all were, this you were a toy trader I got, I'm, I got to put my foot up my kid's backside for that now because they're like we oh spend, yeah you know because we spend 30 dollars on something and then they come home with like this something out of like the little gumball machine and i'm Some like bullshit. you cannot do this <laughs> yeah <clears throat> but that was that was what it was all about man so so then, so yeah continue well i was gonna say uh there is a couple that that was in ninety seven, right? Correct. Especially yep. so, we had some time until um, the Phantom Menace, and in between then, I was still really into it. 
But then, uh, like, I'd have a phase here and there where I would get into something else. And, and this is like, I don't know, like your childhood, a lot of times it seems like a blur. But then there's like these these memories that you can just, like, that you have like a photo uh, memory of, right? And mm. I remember I'd gotten into some other shit, and I was like, I saw my box of um, Star Wars Micro Machines. And I was like, oh, shoot, I haven't played Star Wars in, in a few months, right? So I get them out. And I put him, I had this like other micro machine boat and I put like Obi-Wan and Luke and the whole crew in there. And I was like having like, they were at, they're at Hoth and then they went to like Endor and they're going these places. But like in my mind, I was like, okay, they're going to get on this boat and like drive over the, or I like go over the ocean to go to Endor and then go over <laughs> the other ocean. And then I was like, oh shoot, wait, they're not going like on different continents. Like they're on different planets, and it struck me that I had like forgotten that about Star Wars, and I had like this like profound feeling of shame, <laughs> like about myself, <laughs> like that I that I had like forgotten that, or that I was like playing it wrong for a minute. And it's like is that that feeling like when you get in trouble and your parents like tell you that they're disappointed in you? <laughs> I was like, oh man, like I felt like I had like let let Star Wars down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was funny. And then um, I, I guess the next uh, Phantom Menace, right? Yep. The the, tra- the trailer. Yeah, buddy. And it's funny. Like, you bring it up a lot. There's always, like, the stories that people tell of it. Like, before you saw it yourself. Or <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because um, one your... of my other brothers, oh, he he's... was, oh, what are you going to say? No, he, he saw it first, I guess. Yeah, he saw the trailer first and, and described it to me, and it was like what you picture in your head, you know, yeah. <laughs> so you, all, all these all these different possibilities. And then um, we had gone and we, we my oldest brother who who kind of got me into it, he would take me like we would just see bullshit movies just to see the trailer, and like sometimes we wouldn't even stay for the movie. We're just like let's go watch the Phantom Menace trailer. What What do you remember most about that trailer? Because I have three very distinct memories of that trailer. So the um, good question. The yeah, the Gungans when they were walking out of the fog. Yep, dude, that's one of mine for, as well. Yeah, because for some reason, to me, that just looked so different. Like the way it was shot, um, the use of CGI, it just looked so different than anything we had seen before. You know, and it's just like all the questions, like who are these dudes? What planet are they on? And like the the, um, the fog and the ambiance, it had like like you say, like this this the, mystery to it. And like yeah. I, I would have never expected them to be as they were based on that footage. Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, they, it almost looked like a like how you picture um like some tribe. Yeah, like, I was just like, gonna say a savage the, yeah. tribe. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, who were, who were these dudes? Yeah. You know, and then they turned out to be just goofballs. But it's interesting. And that, then it's interesting that so much of the character design is still dead to rights with Episode One. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. y- you take those same character designs and you give them different personalities, and it would have fixed, I think, a lot of the kind of criticisms that that surround that movie in regard to the CGI characters. Yeah, because um, and it's. It, and I'm sure we'll get to it, but it's just, just that the over the top yeah. personalities, you know? Yeah. And then uh, again, from the trailer, the, um, uh, seeing Darth Maul for the first time. Yeah, buddy. He just came out looking like the, looking like the devil, yep. you know? And I, I just <laughs> thought that was so cool, man. So those, those were two of mine as well. And then the third one that always like, 
uh, like that I was just like I need to know everything about this was that uh, Padme in that red dress like in the yeah. in the castle like looking out of the window and the window light like coming in on her mm-hmm. like just like mm-hmm. ma- like majestic and regal you know it was just like what is this um see, yeah see, that, you that's, guys got me oh. for two of those the third one for me is when you see um Maul's ship come in like tie fighter sound and you get the imperial music yeah yeah and it even from the back had that kind of silhouette yeah, of like the, of the interceptor yep. almost yep yeah or vaders yeah. um but yeah that that nuts i still get that feeling to this day i do too um when, when i see a trailer and even watching that that's a good trailer it's, it's one of the best it's, it's still one of the up. best but it's so cool just like the like when you see it, the even the new trailers like the smattering of images and yeah. characters and, and just that wonder you know how are how are these going to play out yeah um but yeah so that came out when when i was in third grade and um i think we saw it at midnight and it was cool cuz I, I went and stayed the night at my brother's house <clears throat> and then no we didn't see it at midnight we saw it like first thing the next morning and like my mom was cool because like if it was star wars she would like let me skip school for it and everything nice so we did that and it, it knocked my socks off you know yeah. <laughs> i was i was too young to see some of the flaws in it uh i, I was just i was just head over heels man yeah um, i got to skip lo- love with it i got to skip school for one movie and it was backdraft because my dad was a fireman <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I remember you saying that before. There so, you go, man. So he took me out of school, and I wasn't allowed to tell my mom because, like, she would have taken him to like court for custody stuff, like you know. Oh but, yeah, but like, yeah, you gotta um, be careful. <laughs> but it, it, like, that's the only one that I. So like, yeah, that movie's still special to me for that reason. Like, that's my brother. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Um. <laughs> anyway, so so then you see the Phantom Menace, and you you get to skip school, and you get to see it. You see it with your family or your brother, at least. And what is your initial reactions being in third grade? <laughs> you know, like, which is still crazy to me. Like when you say that, like oh, <laughs> yeah. I was in third grade when I saw Phantom Menace, I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> I was, uh, like I said, I was blown away. You know, in my mind at the time, it was perfect. Right. Was exactly what I wanted to see. Um, I think it, it just kind of expanded that world that we saw. Yeah. You know, I always compare it to, um, after, after watching the prequels, you kind of watch um, the original trilogy. It's like it's like looking off a skyscraper with you know those binoculars that you like put the quarter in. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like looking at New York City like that. That's like the original trilogy. You you get to see through this certain kind of closed vision, and then with the prequels, when you look, take your head away and look around, and you see like the vast expanse of it all. Dude, that's and a, that's that's a really good analogy. And, and that's one of my – I mean we'll get to it, but the, it is one of my criticisms of the new uh-huh. um, trilogies. I do feel like we're, again, looking at it through those binoculars. And when I watched the original trilogy, I never felt that way. But it's only after the prequels that you feel that way. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. the the original trilogy is like this really kind of intimate story that takes place mm-hmm. in this vast world. And then – uh, you could you could even make the argument that the prequels lack the intimate story and really yeah. take time to world build and show you the vastness of the universe. And then and it's like go ahead. Uh, no, I was gonna say I don't think I need even as much world building. I just want to see some things just to get a sense of like 
almost like getting your bearings, if yeah. that makes sense. Just kind of figure out where we are. And <clears throat> yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I agree. Um, now, so you you love it, and it, what's interesting is I love Phantom Menace too. I mean, I love it now, but yeah, I, I, do, I do too. I I'm, still do. I'm definitely aware of its faults now. Whereas when mm-hmm. I when I first saw it, I was just smitten by it, and I think I was just I was so far you know um, in withdrawal of Star Wars that they could have done anything, and I would have been like perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but at your age, seeing it, where I feel like that that movie is definitely aimed at at your demographic. Um, how how long was it before you started to see some some kind of chinks in the armor, so to speak? Well, even then, I thought I I didn't like Jar Jar. Uh-huh. I thought he was silly to the point where it didn't feel like Star Wars to me. Mm-hmm. Um, even Yoda in in Empire, he he's he's kind of camping kind of off the rails at parts but i think it's enough i I think that's kind of enough of what i needed i thought um and and, and i don't mind humor in a quote-unquote serious movie but even even at that age i was like he's kind of i don't i'm not crazy about him he's kind of over the top uh but probably was when batman begins came out and then um the dark knight after that Mm-hmm. we're kind of going off a side tangent. I'll try to be fast, but those two movies ruined movies for me for a long time mm. because I was like, these are perfect. Mm-hmm. And, and I, and I, I wanted that level of movie from everything. Right. Right. So I saw a lot of stuff probably between, and this was kind of leading up to uh, dark Knight rises. I saw a lot of movies in that time that I didn't enjoy or didn't appreciate because they weren't at that level. And I, I kind of regret that. Hmm. Um, cause I kind of missed out on the, some of the early Marvel stuff that, that now I love, but, um, it was when, when I became more critical and I, and I could see these characters that I loved, um, represented in, in a mature, in a more serious tone when that's not, not necessarily, the best thing for every character or every franchise. So right. probably around like 2005, you know, after um, Revenge of the Sith came out, when I was kind of like, okay, well, these, these aren't what they were to me at that age. I still loved them. I still appreciated them. And I still loved Star Wars. But um, it was probably at that point, you know, you, you see different representations of characters and kind of changes your perspective a little bit. Yeah. So – uh, that actually makes a lot of sense, and I think we could probably dive into that for an hour on its own. Yeah, definitely, absolutely. But, but let's move on to um, to Attack of the Clones. So I'm trying to think. I was in I was in sixth grade when that came out, and and before that, um, I remember it was the first time for me, like as a kid, getting on the computer. In like looking for toys, uh, in the whole, you know, I just looked looking at pictures of toys, right? That were being like shown at, at some conventions or whatever. And I remember uh, the Fourth Friday experience. I don't know if they did it. Did they do that with Phantom Menace? Yes. Okay. Yes. <clears throat> so I didn't get anything then. I I I just got but, all my figures after that, but. I was going to say, I don't say? believe, I think it was called Midnight Madness at the time, not uh, Fourth Friday. I think you're right. Okay. Okay. That, yeah, that sounds right. 
but for um for episode two i was aware of it and um i started i was like always just i just would just sit in the front of the computer and look at these pictures and i was like infatuated do you remember that episode two yoda that came out that um he came with like that command thing that he stood on yes and that and he had he had a lightsaber with him which i thought was cool so i was like i I have to have that that yoda figure and um my brother he was gonna go he was like i'm going to this midnight madness um give me a list of what you want and give me some money and i'll get all this stuff and like i out so i started like saving my money you know like as a little kid doing it and i think i ended up saving like 40 bucks or something so i could get the figures i think were like five bucks at the time if i'm not mistaken uh, when, uh, you know i can't Attack remember i remember i remember the power of the force two prices but not the prequel <clears throat> prices and they were probably in that 399 499 range yeah for sure. but i remember and it's funny because just to go back i remember the phantom menace figures at uh fao schwartz i remember buying the the, the cloaked darth maul and it was like 13.99 and I think they were just like price gouging, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I paid that, too. That's why you don't see that store anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, That's I, why I haven't seen that store in 20 years. <laughs> I had that big uh, that big lizard creature from the, it was the FAO Shores exclusive. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, let me, let me ask you a question about uh, Attack of the Clones. And we have, because I always have to ask everyone this, but what was your, just because I feel like the the kind of, Thoughts surrounding it have changed like drastically, and I think they've changed within like the last ten years, honestly. But uh, Yoda with the lightsaber, what was your impressions of that? So, if I get dementia and forget ninety nine percent of my life, mm-hmm. I will remember that moment. Right. <laughs> it was insane. So, and I wanted to bring this up: going to the theater to see Episode Two. I was a little bit older. So I was a little bit more aware of my, of my surroundings and whatever, but that was the first time I, f- I got like a sense of community within the fandom because I just remember we got to the theater like two hours early and they just let us in and go sit down and like we were just like talking to strangers like we didn't know these people, right. but we all love Star Wars. So we had some some connective tissue in that in that regard in um. And I, I, I was like, "This is awesome!" <laughs> you know, like, why can't why can't it be like this? So easy to connect with people, you know. I time I was in sixth grade and my interests were changing, you know. Um, but I remember when Yoda pulled out the lightsaber. I mean, I, I was squealing like a little girl. Like everyone right. was standing up and clapping, and that's I, like that. That's a big part for me. Is like whenever these big movies come out, like I could get them on 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 Cody. Or whatever, but it's important for me to go to the theater to get that experience of people flipping out, being being head over heels excited about it. And I thought it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. Let me. I was like, this is insane. I also want to piggyback on something you said because you said this is the first time that you looked at toys online, and this movie has a digital kind of benchmark in my life as well. Where this was the first trailer I watched online. And, yeah, me too. Me too. And I remember like clicking it Loving and like that bitch for three hours. Yeah, dude. And I I, I had to let it go overnight, like because it was taking so wow. long. Like so, I woke up the next morning to watch it, and like it's, it was like download failed or whatever. So I had to start <laughs> oh, it again. No. Um, and the, and when I started it again, I was like sitting at the computer, and it would like it would download like. 
20 seconds or 10 seconds and like mm-hmm. so inch by inch. I, I would watch it inch by inch and run it back each time and it was yep. like you know yep. and, and it had the, the vader breathing in the beginning and it would just be like and i'm like god bless wait you know what <laughs> come i mean on, come on, come on. And, then, and then i'd wait like a few minutes i'd run it back and man with my internet i'd be doing that but then if somebody called the house it would kick you off oh wow. and you'd have to start all over again but yeah and because i remember I, was, I looked at the toys and i had like scraped some money together and then i gave the money to my brother and i was like okay man like here's the list of toys that i want yoda was at the top i really wanted that yoda and then so he got them and then I went and like st- I, I used to stay at his house a lot. Like he, he used to like keep me for the weekend. Like would take me to do nerdy stuff just because like my dad wasn't as much into it and my mom wasn't. Um, and he was like, "All right, here's like the stuff I got." And he just got me like every every fucking figure. Like he got me like twenty something figures, like way more than like the money I gave him. And then uh, I didn't even realize it, but the Yoda wasn't in like the pile of toys he got me. And I didn't think anything of. It. I wasn't like, "Oh, Yoda's not here," just because I had. 20 new figures right. in front of me you know it was like right. a kid on christmas and then he was like hey will you get me a cup out of this cabinet and i went to get it and he had the yoda setting up in there and i was like oh man i was like that's all excited cool. and stuff but but yeah um him pulling out the lightsaber i freaked out everyone in the theater freaked out and i will remember that moment for the rest of my life and even even today i mean the funniest thing about that is when <laughs> Like, that part? Dooku, yeah, that's 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 course favorite part. That's course favorite. Is when it's like Count Dooku like shoots the <laughs> lightning at him, and Yoda catches it in his hand, and then like he moves his cloak and like he put like he puts it in his pocket. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you got it. He's like, I'm yeah. just gonna save that for later. It's like he bl- it's like somebody blew him a kiss. He's like, I'll put this. Yeah, I'm gonna save that for later when I'm when I'm alone. Yeah. <laughs> Um, See what I, this force lightning's all about. It is interesting. Like within, I also another one of those things. I feel like within like the last five to ten years, like it's become kind of vogue to say that it's the worst one of the prequels. You know, like where as before, people used to say it, it, the the order of them was the opposite of their release. So it was three, two, one. And then, yeah. now, I recently, I feel like people have like kind of <clears throat> gone to this three, one, two uh, ranking regarding those yep. movies. But um, I still have like a lot of great. Uh, moments like I, I love like that's the, what that's that's what I was gonna say yeah go for um, it maybe, maybe as a whole it's not the best movie but it might have better moments than some of the better movies yeah with if if that makes any sense I mean Yoda with the lightsaber um Obi Wan uh fighting Jango Fett all the Jedi when they come back to Geonosis like that that like those moments to me make that movie to yeah. where. I'll take the good with the bad because the good is really, really good. And the bad is yeah. pretty bad. There's this, there's this one scene in it where, uh, where Yoda looks at Palpatine. There's a couple of those throughout, uh, two and three, if you watch it close enough, but like Yoda's kind of on to him. Like, yeah, he, he knows something's not right. That kind of skeptical look. That yeah. Gives him. Yeah. I love, I love those little beats. It's one of the things I love about star Wars is like these little, like minor, like microscopic arguments or like theories that people get into. Like, oh, yeah, um, that's the fun of it. Like, you know, like, <laughs> you know? like, uh, 
you know, my buddy Mario and I used to argue all the time about whether or not Qui-Gon knew that the, that the Handmaiden was the real Padme the entire time. Yeah, and I'm, I'm with one. you on that. I think he did. I think I don't I think you could get shit past him because it, when when he's too sharp when they reveal it at the uh, in front of Boss Nas. <laughs> when they when they, <laughs> yeah. when, when they reveal that obi-wan's like super shocked but qui-gon like gives him a smirk like you didn't see that yeah come on man i trained you, you have better much than to that. learn young one yeah. <laughs> there's another argument to be had there too and not to say that he didn't know but i also like to think he was pretending like P- just pretending that he like 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 you know off camera, like he's his eyes twitch back and forth, like he's looking around, like I knew, and then he puts on that face. <laughs> yeah, oh, like, I just like the idea that Qui Gon is this big asshole. That's one of the reasons <laughs> oh, that I enjoy really? that wow, character man. so much. Yeah, but like not, not saying I, that's I true. I, I think for... Bobby's right, but <laughs> yeah, because there... I, I also like that concept. Because there's that other scene where uh, you know she's saying how we shouldn't be trusting our fate to strangers or whatever, and and he's like he's like uh, the queen trusts my judgment, and so should you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like he wants. He's like edging her to like, go ahead, say it. Come forward. Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah, want to say it. Yeah, because it kind of it kind of uses her power against her. Exactly. You know, or use that disguise <laughs> against her, and she can't say nothing. Um. So yeah, episode two came out. Like I said, those moments I think were the best, and I, I, I it was cool because I went out in in the stores and I bought every every one of the Jedi that I could. Yeah, dude. And, and those sculpts on the episode two figures. Out of control. Yeah. Good. Good. I, I still look at like the ones they did of like uh, Anthony Daniels and Ahmad Best from the bar. Yeah. And, and like they're the they're tremendous, suit, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're both really well done. I think as far as lines go, that out of the three uh, prequel ones, I think the episode two lines were the best. I agree. They weren't always the best action figures, but they they still look good. Like the, even today, like when I get them out and look at them, I'm like dang man, they they knocked it out the park. It, it was like almost a action figureless element to them because yes. they were kind of like statues with moving arms like well Shaq it was T. very that Mc, was in the mcfarland it was during the mcfarland yeah, I was say, yes. that was the yes. mcfarland era man that and that's what everyone i think emulated for a while which they luckily got away from a bunch of aliens with lightsabers a bunch of mcfarland movie maniacs <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a maniac to get on those lines huh but um but yeah i uh and i think that like the they captured once again. They they captured like the allure and the mystique, the mystery. Like who is this blue Jedi chick and this green one and this you know like who are these people? You know which like I got yeah. the same feeling in the cantina. I got the same feeling <clears throat> in Jabba's palace. You know like they tapped into that again there. Yeah, and uh, yeah, like I said, even even with some of the, a lot of the bad in the movie, and even again as a kid. The, the the good parts kind of just washed out the bad like even uh, yeah. even as a kid like some of the dialogue i was like Yeesh. like <laughs> as a 12 year old i'm thinking this like well and you got padme in the black dress so that see, that was... made it worse it that made the dialogue more palatable <laughs> yes exactly yeah <laughs> she could have said whatever she wanted honestly mm-hmm. um yeah so let's move on to the third installment <laughs> And I want to yes, start. Sir. I want to start with this because this is another one where, similarly to, I think there's very few Star Wars films that I put in this pocket. But I put Episode One in this pocket. I put Three. I put Rogue One and Last Jedi. And that is this movie had trailers that had me by the balls the entire rollout. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I remember that Adam Tivoed 
the first trailer like because it was it was coming, wow yeah because it was coming on the, it was like a, it was like a known thing like the episode three trailer will be revealed during the simpsons or whatever it was so like he yeah. t the simpsons episode so that we could run the trailer back <laughs> like over and over and over again and you just stayed at his house for a month yeah well, dude, watching and, the trailer <laughs> and he hated he hated the prequels pretty much from from the giddy up but oh man wow but when that but when that trailer hit he was like all right, this might save it all because <laughs> it was just so mm-hmm. well done. Um, Dude, they can make a good trailer. Yeah, they definitely know their way around a trailer. Um, but anyway, uh, so what were your thoughts kind of on that on that movie? Uh, I, I loved it. Again, you know, it's like I feel like I'm a broken record. Here, but right. it, I, I loved it. It was Star Wars. You know, I, I, and I do have a hard time. I'll say this now to get out the way. I do have a hard time looking at Star Wars objectively just because i i'm, I'm too attached to it yeah, right same, same so it's like if i was if i was a worked in a newspaper and they were like hey write a review of uh, uh rise of skywalker i'd be like i can't do it like i can't i can't do it objectively <laughs> see I, I think i can't well i mean you know many would argue it but i think i can i can i can see the flaws but a lot of times yeah, like, I, I feel like I can explain the flaws to a point where it makes sense to me. And I, it's because you don't want to see them. Well, I think well, – let me, let me say this. I think because at the end of the day, I always like the overall story. And yep. like that's what matters to me. Like I have issues with Endgame and I can even – all of my issues in Endgame, I can explain away. With no problem. I have issues with Black Panther, but all my issues in Black Panther, I can explain away. The problem is, is that at the end of the day, with Endgame specifically, I just I'm not sure I like the story. So it, it, the even yeah. though I can explain my problems, it doesn't solve the problem. And Star mm-hmm. Wars is the opposite, where I kind of always like the story, but some of the issues I have, I definitely notice, but I can explain them away, and then it, it's kind of inconsequential because I end up liking the story. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, and I think going into it, uh, you, you know, we all knew what to expect. I remember I was in high school. I was a freshman in high school at the time, and I, I thought it was cool that, it, that they made it rated PG thirteen oh, instead yeah. of just PG. Yep. <laughs> but um, and that was the first one I think. Yeah, yeah. Until until the Last Jedi or probably Rogue One. Rogue One came out before that, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I loved it. Um, and you know we all knew what was going to happen, and, and just just seeing it the way it happened, even with some of the dialogue in it, um. It's because uh, I, I was watching the, the the end fight between Anakin and Obi Wan, and I feel like when Hayden Christensen is giving it all he's got, he's great. Yeah. But when he's more subdued, um, he he comes off as like very wooden. Yeah, well, I have you know I have a a, a theory that Hay- <clears throat> Hayden Christensen's poor performances are probably due more to Lucas than to Hayden. Oh, exactly. So Lucas, as a, and, and you could say this about any person in any profession, whatever profession you do, there are going to be things that you're better at than others. He's a, a masterful technical director. Right. Um, his vision that he has, I mean, watch the, um, at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith, that space battle, like that can yeah. only exist in, in, very few people's minds that vision right. and i know yeah he's taken from concept artists but to communicate what he sees in his head to people to make that sequence which is still one of my favorites in all star wars yeah um 
that that that's another one of his strengths. But any writing dialogue and then directing yeah, actors yeah, might not, not be the best. Yeah, I agree. And it, and it's funny in the prequels you got <clears throat> Ewan McGregor, Liam Neeson, Natalie Portman, Ian McDermott, all fantastic actors that probably don't need that much coaching from the director to um, right. at least be competent. Hayden Christensen might might have needed that little bit of extra help, but I think George Lucas is looks great, sounds great, faster and more Cut intense. It. Yeah, but you know, I, I to, to piggyback off what you were saying, like even though you know you, you have these concept artists like um, you know Doug Doug Chang, am I saying that? I'm not sure if I'm saying that properly, but like in in you know of course Ralph McQuarrie and all these people, but like the 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 fact that he can walk into that room and see concept art literally lathered all over the wall, and like within five seconds he's like, <laughs> it's this, 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 and this. You know, yeah, like, he, he has knows a, exactly he, he, he what knows he wants. Exactly what he wants. He can he can picture that, and that that is what in my mind makes you an artist is that you have, you can see in your mind, the, the end result of a project, a painting, a sculpture, or in this right. case, a movie right. where some people don't have that gift. So it's like, you could, you could take drawing classes or sculpting classes, but if you don't have that vision, you'll never be um, like a great artist per right. se. But, um, cause I like the scene um, where he's really going after Obi-Wan and, and screaming at him. Like when he's lying there after he gets, after he gets all his body parts cut off, yeah. you know, and he's, he screams like, I hate you. Like I, I buy the shit out of that. Yeah, I do too. And and I think when, whenever there, whenever he goes kind of full bore and I think he, he's, he is very believable to me. I, I even, I buy, uh, when he sees Obi-Wan in the ship, <clears throat> like, and he has this yeah. like, instant betrayal. I buy all that. Like, not even necessarily like the dialogue, which I do. No, like, it's his expressions. It's his changes. expressions. You can see it on his face that he he now feels betrayed by the two yeah. people he felt he could really trust. Yep. And and he felt you know Padme came and he's like okay it's all like everything's gonna be okay right which is probably the first time he's ever felt like that Correct. in his life. I agree. You know like. He, and then he goes from that to seeing Obi-Wan and it changes so quick and it, it, his whole world kind of just comes collapsing around him again. That, that whole like, liar, you brought yeah, him here. Yeah. To, you brought him here to kill me. You know, like, like that shit. I love that. Like, I, do I don't too, think man. that that's bad at all. I'm like, it, and it's, he's given it all he, all he has. And I think that's his strength. And I also think that when you are a person and, and you, you rise to a certain <laughs> level and it could be at work it could be in politics, like in, in real proper power. It could be, you know, in a social circle. It could be whatever you want. But when you rise up the ranks, when you climb a ladder like Anakin has, he's like one of the last surviving Jedis as far as he knows at this point. Like he's yeah. one of the most powerful people in the universe. A, a certain amount of paranoia goes hand in hand with that. Oh, yeah. And like yeah. to see that paranoia and that distrust and then that also that hurt and betrayal all come through mm-hmm. in that moment. I buy every element of it. I really I do. do. Too. And I think when – and we'll, we'll certainly get back to this later. A lot of the criticisms people give it I think are kind of nitpicky because I think it's cool to hate on them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, And, and it's – any movie I watch, I always – I look at it as a whole and how I, and I, and I judge it on how I felt after the movie. Well, it's, it's very easy to have popular opinion. It's easy. It takes little to no effort. It's having unpopular opinion. That's hard. Yeah, Cause you're defending it all mm-hmm. the time. 
So like, and I've I've been through it. Like I I feel like I'm I'm seasoned in this game now. You know, like where like I've been through it with BVS. I've been through it with um with Last Jedi. I've been through it with the prequels. I've been through it with Dark Knight Rises. I've been through it like so many times. I'm going through it now with Endgame, where like it's just like it's exhausting. You know, well, you almost feel like you have. It's like you get to the point where you like feel like a tinfoil hat dude. <laughs> right, right, right. Like put put tape over your webcam. The government's watching. <laughs> so, so, so let me let me let me before we move into the sequel stuff because we have a lot that we want to kind of talk about. I think all of us here uh, have mm-hmm. kind of been itching to talk about the sequel era stuff but uh you know most of us star wars is like this childhood thing and most of us are older than you <laughs> so like uh yeah. the, the the original kind of time frame ends up taking up so much space but we have the luxury with you to kind of jump into the end uh, the kind of end stuff so let me let me kind of run through a couple things i know that you are are a reader of the kind of current novels and such right yeah. Did you get into any of the eu stuff back in the day because that would have been a bit more of a commitment for a younger lad so I've read a lot of the older EU stuff, but within the last three or four years, gotcha. I didn't read. I don't think the only books I read as as a as a kid were were like in elementary school, and they're like those little kid books. Like there was right. this one, like with like um like Jabba's brother or cousin or something who had a beard on the cover. Yeah, yeah, that I read as a little That's, kid. Uh, Zorba the Hutt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I, I read stuff like that, but I didn't read any of the older EU stuff until until recent. I love Gort's wealth of very specific, obscure knowledge regarding this franchise. <laughs> like I love it. Where yeah, I'm like, he's like pinpricks this part of your brain that like unlocks the memory. <laughs> yeah. Where I'm like, I'm like, you know, you know, you know, uh, that, you know that dude that's got an ear for a nose. It's like, oh yeah, Cal- Cal- oh, yeah. you're talking about Caliphus. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Ear, ear nose. That's his name to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so, okay, so you got into that later. So we'll talk about that. We'll kind of compare those. What about Clone Wars? Uh, I remember seeing the movie. Uh, I went and saw the movie in theaters. I did too. Uh, and that was a weird time because, and then even with episode three, I wasn't, like, I was really, really closeted about being interested in this stuff. Um, it wasn't, at least in, in where I was, it wasn't as accepted mm-hmm. to, to be, to be into it like it is nowadays. Um, cause I was, I wasn't, I like, I, I was, I played sports. Like I had, I was like fairly popular in high school. Like I was like fucking prom king and shit, but it's like, meanwhile, I'm, I'm at home playing with all these action figures, you know? And it's like, <laughs> I never, I didn't tell anybody ever. Like I, I thought it was really weird. And I remember. And, and I saw the Clone Wars movie. I was in college, or I was like about to start college. And I remember we were at this party, um, and I got fucking wasted. Or I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss my bad. <laughs> You've been You're doing it. You're good. Yeah, it's fine. You've been doing it the whole show, but it's fine. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> I had I had a plan. I was like, I think I, like, I think right. I think Gort and I the whole show were like, we should have told him. We should have told him in the back of our heads. Oh man, my bad. <laughs> but it's you know what to what people ask. You know, we tell them what we tell them, but probably I speak worse than anybody. I, might, I don't know. I might take it a task on that. <laughs> <laughs> on the show. On the show. Oh, yeah, 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 I agree. All right, continue. I'm sorry. So I, I had this plan. I was like, all right, we're going to go to this party. And, and they lived next to a Walmart, which we didn't have one by where I lived. And Walmart had that that 
it, that blue trooper. You know what I'm talking about? It was like a Walmart exclusive. Uh, like for the clone, like for when the when the Clone Wars movie came out. Oh, like the arc? Was it like an arc? Like the? No, it was okay. just a. It was just like one of Anakin's troopers, one of the five hundred first. And I, oh, okay. blue markings, but it wasn't like yeah, all, yeah, all yeah. the. Okay, uh, yeah, no, yeah, not, yeah, not yeah, all yeah. Blue, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, bad, I, I know, yep, I know you're talking about. And I got up. I woke up before everyone else. Like woke up, and I drove to the Walmart and like just bought all the figures. Even like the the Captain Rex helmet, and I just like hit them in the trunk of my car. I was like, I can't let anyone see this stuff. <laughs> and, it's, and I was like, Why did I do this stuff? Is <laughs> so like now I don't care anymore, obviously. But right. um, depending on where I'm at, and and I remember watching it and being like, Oh, it's okay. And what about the show? So the show I didn't get into until probably season. Um, how many seasons did they have? Six? Five? I, I can't even keep track. Five there's, on air. There was five, and, okay. then, and then the Lost Episodes DVD, right? Is that so Lost think, Episodes DVD and Netflix. Right. Gotcha, and now we're getting gotcha. seventh season. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Um, the movie kind of turned me off to where I was like, I, did, I don't need to watch this show. Yeah, the movie but turned me off. I still, I still bought the toys just because I love the designs of them. I, I love when you can take a cartoon or a CGI show like that and, and, translate the toys like i've always been impressed by that um so i didn't start watching the show until like season four because it came on cartoon network either before or after young justice and i was just kind of watched it because it was on interesting um all right so let's let's go ahead and transition into the into the sequel era we have about an hour left so we can kind of really dig into this stuff so i'm gonna let you take the reins you you start where you want to start and we'll we'll follow your lead yeah, so um, when I heard when Disney first announced that they had purchased Lucasfilm, I was head over heels. I was like, they'd make good movies. Right. Like Disney just generally, sure, there might be some bad ones, but generally they make good movies. They put out a good product. Um, I was excited, and I was excited just to have more Star Wars. And, and I think even well, – I don't know if I was at this point yet. I'll get, I'll get to that later. But – um. And then, and then the first trailer came out, and I'm just sitting there at my computer crying like a baby, watching the <laughs> right. Millennium Falcon fly around because we got that trailer like a year out. Yeah, it was no, it was November the year <laughs> yeah. prior. But I think that was good, given. I think people maybe had apprehensions about it, dude. I being think, in New Hands, I think Force Awakens had the best rollout of any of the Disney era Star Wars. Well, you couldn't escape it. It yeah. was everywhere. Yep. You know, it was everywhere. You know, something just jumped into my mind, and I wonder if it's why they can't always do a proper rollout. But look what happened with Rogue One, where 50% of that trailer never made it to the actual movie. Yeah. And you got to wonder whether it's getting publicized or not. How much of that is actually still going on? Yeah. I, I don't suspect exactly. I know Marvel, case, Marvel but, does that a lot yeah. with their trailers, either putting something that's not in it or maybe like removing a character or adding they, one in But later. they do some of that intentionally. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just to, um, I guess, not spoil anything. Like, like with Star Wars, or at least Rogue One, that was not intentionally. That was they dropped the ball and they had to spend money. Yep. Then they did yep. the same thing with Solo. Yeah, I yeah. think, but but I I also think that like they didn't know. So with Force Awakens, they had the luxury of Star of Force Awakens being the only thing on the plate. I think they didn't. Yeah, I think they didn't know how to roll out Rogue One 
coming off of Force Awakens and getting ready to start the Force Awakens like home video rollout. And then once Rogue One hit, they ran into the same problem with uh, Last Jedi. And then between Last Jedi and Solo, the the expanse of time was so limited. And I think that's because they were trying to see if they could do, you know, the Marvel method of like two or three movies a year and see if it would work. But they didn't know how to promote it and also give Last Jedi time to breathe. So I I, I think they just I think that it comes from a lack of experience with Lucasfilm putting out so much content in a given time, honestly. Mm-hmm. And, and I wonder if they worry about can, like uh, audience confusion as far as jumping around from different I'm areas sure, in time. I'm sure they do because corporate people have no idea how the masses consume <laughs> yeah. this stuff. Yeah. And, and, and is, I think there is confusion too, but I don't find that as much with the Marvel movies that just come, you know, three a year sometimes versus a Star Wars. You get them every couple of years and people still don't know what order they go in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's been around for decades. Well, I got a little bit. Well, I think that's because most of the Marvel stuff is kind of. It doesn't matter what time it's in. The but but the reason yeah. why the, the reason why I say this because I did pick up on a little confusion regarding Captain Marvel, but that's the one that's like way out of sequence. Nineteen ninety yeah, what? Right. Yeah, and with Star Wars, <laughs> when when they're jumping around to different eras, I'm sure seeing the Force Awakens like just as maybe a really uneducated casual fan when they go to Rogue One. And there's stormtroopers again. They're like, wait, what? Did I thought we beat these guys? And then I'm sure they can figure it out. Right. But um, I don't, like, I don't, over I the don't, course of the movie. I don't think Star Wars allots for the kitchen table talk. And, and, and what I mean by that is I don't think that Lucasfilm is taking into consideration that for every person that asks the question of where does this fit in, there's usually two to three people in any so, social circle that fills those people in. You know what I mean? Like I, I, see, yeah. it, I see it all the time. Like I like mm-hmm. and, and I don't always have to be the educator. You know, I see other people step in like, no, so this takes place like and I often hear like this sort of terminology, like consider Rogue One four point nine five or something like that. Like so mm-hmm. I, I see the people like the culture working it out. You know, I just don't think Lucasfilm accounts for it. Yeah, and I think it, even if you don't have those people, I think it's just as, as simple as a Google search. You know, when, when does Rogue One take place? Yeah, but never underestimate um, the laziness of humanity. I can tell you that. Yeah, that's true. Um, so yeah, Force Awakens came out, and, and I was I was all in on the hype train. Um, we saw it. I, I went with my brother again. We haven't we haven't missed a Star Wars release since phantom menace so that's, that's awesome. like always a, it's like always a special thing and he brings his kids now and once my kids are a little bit older they'll be along too but um and i loved it going back i think it hasn't aged as well mm. even in even in the the few years that it's <clears throat> been out just because and i guess i'll just get into a couple criticisms i have i think they rely too much on us finding things out later which of course we know it's a trilogy and two more movies are coming, but um, I, I think they played too much on that. Where, whereas A New Hope didn't really at all. You could watch that movie on its own and get a good story out of that. Yeah, it's the kind of the, the JJ approach to things, though, isn't it? And, and yeah, generally speaking, <clears throat> you're in it for the long game. Yeah, and and I mean the the you know the it's kind of the publicized you know YouTube stuff, which you know makes me nauseous, but. You know the the mystery box. You know he does rely on the mystery box of, of and he does a good job of it. To be fair, you oh know? yeah, definitely. Um, like with setting up all of these questions 
to drive people nuts until he figures out how to answer them. You know, yeah, and it, but then it it, you, it relies so much on that payoff being good, and he didn't consider that he'd ever have to answer. That. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, um, and, and but even even that being said, uh, you know, I loved it. It was a great story. Um, I I, I like the new characters that they introduced. I love seeing the old crew. You know, you know what? But, I, um, just because I, I want to kind of open it up oh, to yeah, a discussion, no, yeah. but like. I, I I love being able to have like you know the hours and hours and hours of discussion and guessing and theorizing about stuff like like that he set up like the 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 force back scene as I call it like, yep you know yep. like how much fun I've had in my life due to that sequence of just talking to other fans or or casuals about what it could potentially mean. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I do. So yeah, I guess that's something I didn't think about, and 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 that to me, a lot of people, um, are, are have a bad taste in their mouth about all the speculation and everything, but that is what makes it fun, and I think that that really does build that build community with people. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree. As long as it's tasteful and people don't get their feelings involved, but. <laughs> what were your you know, um, yeah well yeah well i'm sure we'll get there soon what were your um yeah what were your takeaways from force awakens like biggest pros and cons after seeing it um well see that's where i'm, I'm kind of torn because i don't want to feel this way but i i enjoyed seeing the older characters more maybe more than i enjoy the new characters because mm-hmm. i and i still feel like maybe i'm watching these movies to to find out what happens you know, I think that's with valid. episode nine to, to find out what happens to Leia. Not that I don't think Finn, Poe, and Ray are good characters. I'm just not as attached to them. Mm. I think is, is I I think there's an argument it's a time spent. Yeah, well, yeah, and I think there's also an argument to be made that like, you know, does it does what happen? Are we invest like we have so much information on Finn, for instance? Like, mm-hmm. do we care where he goes after this? Like, because we kind of have yeah. his story is kind of done. You know, he he went from running to being willing to sacrifice himself for everything. Like, yeah. that's, that's it. There's nowhere else yeah, to that, go. Yeah, that's where. All right, we'll, we, we'll get to that later. But that is something that kind of left me confused. But um, yeah, and even as much of a fan of the new stuff as I am, I do feel like I'm watching it to see what happens to the old crew. But I don't think I don't have a problem with it. It doesn't mean that I don't like the new characters. I think they're great. Um, and then again, I'm going back to this and I'm probably going to hit this a few more times. They got a new generation involved in star Wars. Yes. 100%. So whether I like it or not, it doesn't freaking matter 100%. as much. And I'm not going to bash it because it gets more people involved in star Wars, which means there's going to be more star Wars, which is good for me. And even if I don't like anything that comes out, I want kids absolutely for, for the end of time yeah. to come back to this. It's and how and the brand the survives. Yeah, and, and I want him to have the same experiences I did. I have so many good memories tied to Star Wars. I want I want that for for future generations, whether I like it or not. If um, they alienate the younger audience for the sake of pleasing the older <laughs> audience, then the time frame of how that brand impacts the culture is limited. Oh, oh yeah, it, exponentially. And um, you, th- for me, it's like the original trilogy was what got me. That's always still there. For me to go back to, so um, let me ask, yeah. let me ask you about um, 
so so we let me let me get back to the core question there, which was so we 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 all know that we had this strong attachment to the core characters, and we get to see them in in the sequel era, which is kind of the the payoff of the sequel era for for better or worse. But aside from the from aside from that, what were your kind of big pros and or cons take away from the Force Awakens from this new exposure? So like my cons, I kind of um, stated or just just the, the the mystery stuff. I I think it relies a lot on that, which which is with good and bad things. Like you said, the discussion aspect is great, but it, it does it, it has me concerned about the payoff. But the the pros, I, I love Ray, um, Finn, Poe, and, and Kylo is. He's my favorite of the new crew. Same. And, you know, within, what, maybe 30 minutes of screen time of that movie, I was like, he's more interesting than Darth Vader was at this point mm. in the trilogy. That's um, true. Like, Kylo was more interesting of a character at the end of 7 than Vader is at the end of 4. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And, and again, like, at those points in time before you knew um, about the family stuff, but uh, I thought... I, I think Adam Driver just knocks it out of the park. Agreed. Uh, I think you don't. He's unpredictable, which I, is it, again more interesting. And I've gotten some serious, you know, speaking of unpopular opinion. Um, yeah. And I, I, I'm, I'm exaggerating it just, just for kind of the emotional knee jerk response. But I've often been, been quoted as saying. Uh, Adam Driver, he's like a really good dude, like out off camera, and then he's like, just think of him as like Keanu Reeves, but talented. <laughs> but, <laughs> you're, yeah, you're not wrong, man. <laughs> you're not wrong. But um, but yeah, but no, and I don't mean that. I, Keanu Reeves is obviously talented. It's just I just like the reaction it gets. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that you know what he brings to that character and the kind of the disposition that that villain finds himself in is just, it's unique for star Wars. Well, and I think it's relatable too. 100%. Um, I think with, with episode four, you were, you related to Luke. You know, that was the idea. He's, he's the main character, you know, to Han and the other cast. But I think what episode seven did was they made, um, they made even the, the main villain, relatable and i think that's important and because you know people say like there's there's no there's no villains and there's no heroes it's just people with different agendas right i think they kind of drove that home and i think you're supposed to see a little bit every everybody i don't care who you are has insecurities and and kylo ren definitely has some Mm -hmm. so i think that's something that everyone should relate to um which which again makes him a, a better character because even though he's uh, the quote unquote villain you're invested to see what happens to him and it it kind of it cashes in i think like <coughs> and, and you could even argue heavy-handedly and i'd be okay with that cuz star wars is kind of a heavy-handed franchise anyway yep. but it it really cashes in on the original trilogy kind of you know it's almost like the original trilogy put this ball on a tee for someone to knock out of the park but of of you know a lot of things that you encounter will depend on your personal point of view you know, and yep. I think that it is the fulfillment of that sort of uh, theme. You know? Yeah. Um. So let's let's uh. So let's let's continue. Uh. Then we have Rogue One. Oh, I, loved it. Yeah, loved it. Gort, it's in my it's in my top three. Gort doesn't. Gort hates it. 
No, oh, no, really? I, I love that movie. <laughs> My we always we kidding. always give uh, <laughs> we always give Russ the Muss a hard time because he he hates it. Really? Yeah, because he'll, he'll say something uh, on our show, and I'll be like, he, he doesn't matter. He doesn't like Rogue One. <laughs> so shout, shout out to him. We always give him a hard time. Yeah, Russ is good I loved it. I loved it. Um, I, I I wish that we could get the original versions in some way, um, because I think that that could have been a strength of these. Uh, of these um, anthology movies is to kind of play, play around in different genres. Well, do you, do you think that this does not, I mean, honestly, I, like, I think that it, it plays no, more I think like a war does. movie to me. Okay. Yeah. I think that it does, but I'd like to see that. I, I think this is like, they turned the volume up to seven. Uh-huh. I want to see a war movie at a 10 I got you. in the star Wars universe. I got yeah. you. And again, they, they're playing a tough, or they're they're, wa- they're walking that tightrope, right? And they got to be really careful with what they do, um, which I do understand. But when they the news came out about the the reshoots and and, and rewrites and things like that, I was really nervous. But um, I, I still love I love what we got. I right. love what we got. Um, do do you, what was your kind of uh? So th- this is what I, I bump into more with Rogue One is that like I, I, I love Rogue One as well, but Rogue One to me has more, kind of the most bang for its buck from all of these new movies in terms of endearing characters to me. Yeah, and they did it in one movie. Yeah, you know they had two <laughs> and a half hours to tell this story. No, no and mystery. Yeah, no mystery. Where you're talking about how they were reliant on that with Episode Seven, yeah, which you're 100 percent right. Yeah, I think that's kind of what I when when I compare the two, they're they're off like the the pendulum swinging in kind of opposite ways on both of them. But I think I enjoy Rogue One better, right? Because of because of that, because it's a it's a one and done story. Yeah, um, no, I, I, I would it, agree. it 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 relies on you knowing some of the lore. But I think even if you didn't, you would still enjoy it. And then the Vader scene at the end well, was course. comparable to Yoda. Yeah, pulling out the lightsaber because I kept thinking. I remember in the theater, I kept thinking that the movie was going to end like right when he pulled his star destroyer up, and I was like, "Oh man, that was good." And then like it just kept <laughs> going, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And then like he ignited his lightsaber, and I was like, "Oh, they're going to cut it here. That'd be that'd be cool." And then they just let it they just let it rip, and and I was so happy for that. <laughs> and I think they needed that, and that 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 kind of I wish that they would have had a scene like that in the original trilogy. Right. That would be great if they had thrown something like that back in. And the recent argument or, or discussion would be the uh, the fan film with Obi Wan and Vader, yeah. the duel at the end of if they, four. If they redid that scene with like the the digital face mapping, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Um, I think if they redid it, it would. It's weird. I wonder if it would still upset people that they've made more changes. But that would be one of the most necessary changes yeah, right from day yeah. one. Yeah, and I'm, never I'm, made. I've always been surprised that they didn't because even as a kid watching that, I was like, oh, this is okay. I wasn't like the lightsaber fighting part of it was the thing I was like the least interested in until right, yeah. um, when I saw Empire. But uh, shoot, what was I going to say? Well, let's let's uh, no. let's 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 move on into the kind of like heavy, heavy, heavy meat and potatoes. Uh, yeah. For Last <clears throat> Jedi, um, 
talk to me about let's start with let's start let's start at the beginning with that one so let's talk about the rollout for that trailers and so forth. yeah well for me it even starts before that all right Um, let's do it you know once once the hype of the force awakens home release died down and even before that i started thinking out what i think might happen in the next movie and then that turned into me tweaking it and replaying those thoughts into well this is what will happen in the next movie right which turned into me adding things in taking some things out replaying those thoughts again into this is the only way the next movie would make sense Mm. and it's like i played this mental game with myself and i compare to this so I, i i'm a beer drinker i drink this beer called stag and it's like the stuff that like old black dudes drink or whatever (laughs) it's like i love it um i could drink it like water but if i sat down at mcdonald's and i got an egg mcmuffin and i got a milk with it if i took a drink of the milk and it was that stag beer i would reflexively spit it out (laughs) right 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 (laughs) not because i don't like it not because it's not my favorite beer but because it wasn't what i had prepared myself for Mm. So when when the when the credits rolled on the last Jedi, I was like, man, I don't know. You know, I didn't know how to feel about it. And then I had I saw that again with my brother. Uh, I, I it was like a forty five minute drive from the movie theater. By the time I got home, I was like, okay, that's my favorite Star Wars movie. I think <laughs> because it Just does take drive some home. Yeah, and it takes some time to process it. And I don't think anybody should be allowed to see that movie once. Right. No. And it yeah. really takes an open mind, which I, like I said, I didn't have, but at least like I was able to recognize it and, and I won't, and I don't have that approach going into other movies. When, when a movie comes out that I'm really looking forward to, I try to just not even think about it. Um, cause it makes me be more open to what I'm going to see. And it's, it, it's, I've heard people say this, it's not my story. It's their story to tell. Right. So, you know, the, um, I had a I had a kind of almost the opposite <laughs> opposite reaction in a sense. Uh, I ended up at one of the same results, but close to the same result. But when I walked out of that movie, I was like, I love this, and I don't know why. And when I had to, I I went and bought tickets for it the very next morning, and went and saw it again. Yeah, I did too that weekend. Yeah, and then I and then I it was it was on my third time seeing it that I was like, this is why. This is why I love this. And I was able to like clearly lay it out in my head. Yes, exactly. But it was like, it was like, I knew, I knew it was very fulfilling to me, but I couldn't put my finger on how or why. Um, But it like, like you kind of hinted at, you know, it took multiple viewings to like really kind of get my bearings regarding it. Yeah. And and for me, it's like the only, and I think that what, what mostly, led to that was and and which is something that i'm still kind of concerned about today is where they ended up but there's like you have the resistance but there's like six dudes in it (laughs) right right right, it's like where where can we go from here but um yeah but again kind of like with attack of the clones but to a better extent it had the best moments for me in all of star wars yeah yeah that and, and it wasn't again it wasn't what i expected it wasn't what i thought i wanted to see but now I really do think that it, it is my favorite Star Wars movie. So, so let's let's backtrack a little bit, and then we'll get to the why. But, um, what did you think of the trailers and the marketing and the rollout for for 
for Last Jedi. So the second trailer, was that the one where it started out and Kylo Ren was like looking through that window at the AT MTs or whatever? Yeah, that was the second one, I believe. Okay, that's my favorite Star Wars trailer. Interesting. And that was, was that, wasn't that like right after Carrie Fisher died? Uh, she died on my birthday. Uh, oh Jesus! So, um, <laughs> happy birthday, Bobby. Yep, yep. I, we were we were actually going out to like a birthday lunch with Joe and Adam, and like in route to the restaurant, Joe says from the back seat, "I don't know if I should tell you this today, but Carrie Fisher oh, died." No. Um, no. yeah, but uh, so and then the the proper trailer for it was in July or August of the following year. Um, when, whenever her music kind of picks up in the trailer and it's like, anytime I see her on screen now, I'm just like a blubbering idiot. Yeah. But I remember that that got to me and, but I love that trailer. I thought the rollout was, was great. Um, cause I think they showed us enough. I agree. And I, 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 I there's one thing I remember about it is that, uh, <laughs> Ryan Johnson tweeted, uh, do not watch the trailer. If you if if you really want to sit down and digest this movie, do not watch the trailer. And then the trailer dropped. Oh, okay. And then the trailer dropped, and he tweeted out, "He's like, never mind. The trailer's fantastic. Watch the trailer, please." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, I wonder. I wonder if he had seen a cut. Well, <laughs> I, I, I think that it's just that like the excitement of it finally hit him. You know what I mean? As the creator, yeah. Because he he yeah. actually took like a pretty proactive role with the fandom. Like when when they had celebration, he like stayed up till three or four in the morning, going around meeting people that were standing in line to see like. He oh, wanted, that dude! That dude! That dude's awesome. Yeah, he wanted to be endeared by that community. Yeah, you know, that 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 that's great. Um, I, I respect that him a lot for yeah, a lot too. of reasons, which I'm sure we'll get into here in a second. Yeah. So so let's go ahead and, and get into it. So let's start with this. Why why do you think it's your favorite? What is what are the reasons? <clears throat> um, I think it's the most beautifully shot Star Wars movie. I agree. I think Ryan Johnson is. I don't. I want him to take it all over. I want. I, I wanted him on episode nine. I did too. I think he gave us a different feel than we were used to. Um, just, just some, like I said, just beautiful shots. Like even even the shit like Kylo Ren when he's flying his Tie Fighter and it, and it pans to him, his hand on the trigger, yep. and um, Leia looking looking out at crate. With the yep. that, that kind of cowl the collar, over their face, the collar. Yeah, yep. and, and and I grew up watching a lot of anime, and you can tell that um, Ryan Johnson's a big anime fan just by a lot of the shots that kind of seem borrowed from that. And again, those are probably borrowed from Japanese samurai movies, but uh, just like this, like stuff like Kylo Ren looking down his lightsaber, and you can like just see his eyes. Um, I I love it all. I think that movie movie's beautifully done. Um. Yeah. And then just they addressed a lot of things <clears throat> going back to the prequels. And I think it did the best job of tying it all together where um, episode seven kind of doesn't touch the prequels. No, but I think they do with Luke discussing um, his feelings about the Jedi, yep. which are all really valid. Um, I even I even like when Leia gets blown out of the command center or whatever and she flies back in the sh- like i thought that was great <laughs> like uh, e- even in in theaters watching that i was like oh my god like, yeah she yeah she's strong in the force and like she doesn't yeah. use it like a, a jedi would but like in a survival situation like that it makes total sense to me yeah 
I, I see. I, I'm okay with it making sense and all that too. <clears throat> and but I, I just I, that's like the one shot that I'm like. Yeah, I, I think it's the it's the way that she flies. Correct. Correct. <laughs> it's almost like. Well, yeah, she's she's in this zero gravity environment. I mean, what do you have? Has it gonna? No, I, yeah, no, I, I don't understand. know. I don't know. And that's it's like yeah, it's like one of those <laughs> things. Like I don't know how I do it better, but right, there is right. something about it. But even even in the theater, like I watched that, but I, I kind of in the back of my head, I was like, I could people are going to complain about this, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> even though I loved it. Um, but also, like I, I I always end up at the same point regarding it, which is with with her passing. Would I rather get her using this specific force power, looking this specific way, or never get anything at all? And I always land at this force power this way. Yeah, me too. Because I think it's something that um, it wasn't addressed in Episode 7, but I didn't want it to be forgotten. Right. You know, so I'm glad we got to see it. And I think it was a ballsy thing to do. I agree. You know, and that's, that's again, what I do love about this movie is that they – Almost everything they did was the ballsy thing to do. They had a, a lot of options to stay really safe with a lot of things, and they didn't. And I think because of that, we got a much, much better movie. Um, I, I'm, I'm really happy. I'm most happy with uh, with their portrayal of Luke. Um, I think his grievances with the Jedi are really valid. Um, the Jedi's approach going back thousands and thousands of years, it didn't work. Right. It never worked. They got turned into, especially in the prequel era with the Clone Wars, they got turned into a, or got duped into becoming a really bastardized version of themselves. Yep. And then, you know, when we, when we jump to the end where <clears throat> he does the force projection and, and, it, and it's revealed that it's him, you know, and he's floating a, a, over the rock on Octo, that's, that is my favorite Star Wars moment. I think it's a really good end to his arc in that movie. I agree. But I also think that if you were going to tell a story about the Jedi, it would start, you know, hundreds of thousands of years ago, but it could end right there because Luke finally became what the Jedi always claimed to be, mm. which um, I think uh, to me, it makes him the, the best of them. And I think Yoda had realized that by the time Luke saw him on Dagobah, which is why he was kind of pressuring him, like, don't, no, don't rush in, you know, lightsaber blazing like a fool. Right, <laughs> you know, like, right, right. Train, like, learn the ways of the Force. And not, not to say that the Jedi's solution to everything was, oh, just Force project, but just the way that he took on, he took on a whole army, um, stopped them. He did it nonviolently. He played the Jedi strengths against the dark side weaknesses that Kylo Ren had. Yep. Kind of his passion, his hatred. He used those things against them instead of just, just fighting them, you know? And I, I agree that, that, that moment meant so much to me. And I, and I think it's one of the most rewarding movie moments, not even in, in just star Wars to me. I, I love it. I thought it was perfect. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I, I can't argue with that. I think I think you're you're dead on the money. I think that is the beauty of Last Jedi mm-hmm. is the fulfillment of Luke, the fulfillment of the Jedi, and the revival of the Force. Yeah, yeah, um, and I think uh, you know whether because I know there is some speculation like maybe he didn't die at the end or whatever. Either way, I'm good with it. Um, I, I I gather that he's in Episode Nine, 
to some extent, which I'm it, okay with. I mean, it seems pretty clear cut what happened with him, and I would expect to see him as a uh, like a force ghost. But yeah, you know. and I hope so. And um, yeah. even with with um, when Yoda came and talked to him, like that was another one, a great moment from that movie. And it's like that kind of he's that to talk about like with Star Wars. When I see a moment like that, um, Yoda, like he, he, it's not the CGI one. It's the, it's the puppet. He's talking to Luke and, and, you know, the music hits. And in that moment, I'm not like a 29 year old dude with a wife and, and kids and a career and the stresses that come with all that stuff. When I see moments like that, I'm seven years old again Yep. with my big ass thing of popcorn sitting in the movie theater just watching star wars tonight and, and some people don't have that a way to connect with that younger part of themselves and, and i think that's a shame you know and that's what star wars has always been to me as a way to reconnect with my inner child and it's like it's always like an like you it's like you get like teared up when you see stuff like that yeah for sure and i don't know if it's just me but it's like it's tears of joy but i think it's because i'm feeling that joy that i haven't felt since i was a little kid you know, and there's there's you can take drugs or drink to feel that way, but Star Wars is that taps right into that for me. Yeah, it's always special for that. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you there. Um, I I think that we have to address the uh, just because I think it's the other it's one of the other main critical things of the of the Last Jedi is the uh, how they handled Ray's origins in that movie. And, yeah, so that it. And your feelings regarding it. It did concern me just because if she is nobody, I'm fine with that. But they they teased and they, they did so much marketing around who she is that if she is nobody, it will come off as a letdown. Right. I'm fine with her being nobody because I think something that's important about Star Wars is the theme that um, that anybody could be a hero. Correct. It doesn't matter what you, where you come from or yeah. – who your family is. I think that's an important theme. So I like if, if that was the point they're getting across with her, I think that's great. But, um, I, I and it's, I can't say too much because I, it kind of depends on nine, but right. at the moment I was like, Oh dang, you know, like they, when, when she went down into that, um, cave or whatever, and they're like, here are your parents. And it was just her. And I was like, Oh shoot, well that kind of sucks. But <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> but then either, either way, it doesn't change how I view her as a character. I still think she's a good character. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So let's let's uh, <laughs> let's talk about the the kind of the you know the the dissension regarding that movie and your and your thoughts. Yeah. So the um, I know we'll talk. We'll get this out of the way. Like the Canto bite stuff. Uh-huh. I think there's some good character parts that go into that, but I, I do think that it was a little long in the tooth. Yeah, I agree. It's just that that sequence. But again. When I watch a movie, I look at it as a whole. It's not like at the end of the movie, I was like, oh, man, if they didn't have that Canto bite scene, I would have liked that movie. Right. No, I thought it was great even with that. And, and I, it's harder to me to think of a movie that doesn't have a sequence like that. that that's maybe a little too long or, or maybe unnecessary. Uh-huh. But um, so I, I'm, I'm a little bit more forgiving in that because we got that was like a one little smudge on what what i consider to be a great movie and then i i know it's like a lot of the criticisms i hear and you know it's a vocal minority but it's just like little nitpicky stuff like um the, the hyperspace ramming 
or whatever. Right. I thought that was awesome. I did too. <laughs> you know, yeah, did people, too. Yeah. people didn't like it. Yeah, that's what it, I yeah, heard pe- people pe- say it, dude. People, <laughs> you know? people had huh? issues. People had issues with it. Uh, but people also, um, you know, like the other problem is is the kind of the the tactical element of the first order against those ships is like another criticism regarding that whole sequence. Well, I think that was a that their hubris was a theme in that movie, right? Right. So to me, that was kind of I know um, Hux said, you know, we'll just let them die slowly, blah blah blah, and savor this moment. That's hubris. Yeah. I agree. It, it went against them. It went against the Jedi. I agree. So I don't think that. I think that if you don't like that, or if you don't understand it, then an important part of that movie just went right over your head. That's kind of the way I viewed that. Yeah, and no, that, that was that I was on it, first viewing. Yeah, I think it. I think it plays. I think it honestly plays to Hux's character. Like I think that yeah. is Hux. I think he is overconfident. I think he is. Um, Arrogant and and cocky, almost in a very militaristic way, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I ultimately agree, but I do see that you know the flaw is there, right? Because yeah, you know they 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 could just hyperspace out and hyperspace back, and that'd be it, you know. Yeah, and then it's like they could have like the first order could have blown them all away, and the movie would have been thirty three minutes long. <laughs> right, 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 right. Or you know, but I don't. But I, I do agree with you that I don't think that's who Hux is. I think Hux is someone that's nope. going to savor that fillet, mm-hmm. you know, and because he's always trying to kind of prove his prove himself again. He's another in that way an interesting character. I think he has some insecurities that um bit him in the butt. Yeah, definitely in in that regard. Um, well, when your supreme leader's dragging you around with the force, I think uh, you're going to be pretty insecure in front of your own troops. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, because I, I watched that the other day, kind of getting ready for this. And when he got the call, he said, "I'll take it in my quarters." And then as he's walking back, his, his face pops up right there in front of everybody. So I thought that was funny. You know that in his room, there's dents all over the walls. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Just, just from his head. And um, because even even people criticize Holdo, but I was like, she's awesome. Like she was a hero. She is. I, like, see, I think she's awesome too. I think she's a cool character. And I, like, you know who criticized her? Like new, news headlines. That's it. But I, I'm also like I watch. <laughs> yeah. um, I watch. Uh, I'm watching Big Little Lies right now, and it really gives you like an idea of just how talented she is. Like she can. Laura act. Dern's awesome. She's dude. amazing. She's great. Um, but that being said, though, I have to admit objectively, and I'm good with it. You know, because I'm 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 good with the pizza. You know, I wish they would have put a little bit yep. more sauce on it, but I'm but I can eat this pizza no problem. Uh, mm-hmm. But I have to admit, objectively, you take her out of that role and you put Akbar in, and I'm more interested. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah. So I guess in that regard, she was a little she she could see her as unnecessary, well, and it did I, suck to see Akbar go out. Well, I without think a, I don't think she's unnecessary. I, like I think that character. Who is necessary? I just don't think it needed to be her specifically. To, yeah, yeah, it could have. Yeah, it could have been one of the known Correct. players already, and I would have been cool with that too. That would have been a really cool. Dang it! Now you got me. <laughs> that would have <laughs> yeah. been a really. I never thought about that, but that would have been a really it's, cool it's, um, way to go. 
Disney's New World. They're going to put in the characters yeah. that they want to have. It would be nice if it was Akbar, but even then, like, there's a lot of other expanded universe characters they could have used, which we didn't get to see. Agreed. Definitely. We don't know what their fates are. Agreed. Or whether they ever existed. Agreed. And in and, and in that scene, you know, where, where she says she's going to stay behind, and then she just rams the fleet or whatever. I thought that was great, and that, yeah. that to me is another thing about Star Wars. It's 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 sacrificing for the greater good or to do the right thing like you like just kind of say forget the danger that i'm gonna face i'm gonna help my friends well and i do think that um like i like you know people feel how they can feel however they want to feel about it now you know what i mean but i i remember clearly being in that theater opening night when that sequence happened and i remember everybody's gasp oh yeah Yeah. man that was the same for me people thought that was cool yeah yeah and And, and it was if people felt like we're off the rails we're back on track. Yeah, in that moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was for me. Uh, I didn't even when when I it was uh, maybe a week or two after the movie it came out where I heard people start to criticize that and I was like, wait, that scene? Like, are you just messing with me now? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and because I've heard like, oh, why didn't why didn't they just do that to the to the first Death Star? Because it would have made. A New Hope, a really short and boring movie. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, and I'm not sure if any of those rebels. Well, first of all, like I'm, I'm just not sure if any of those rebels, like, they saw hope. You know what I mean? They saw that there yep. was a chance where they didn't have to die to save the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think it's a. I think like the the difference is is that in Last Jedi, it's either that or they're all dead. Yep. Yep. And and. Just things like that. Like I don't, I don't watch movies that that critically. To where like something like that, I think you got to be at that point looking for things I for agree. that to take you out of it. And and like like I keep saying, I, I don't watch movies like that. I don't I don't watch movies with a calculator in my hand and a in a pocket protector and a physics textbook in the other hand trying right. to figure out if it all makes sense. Right. Um, right. Yeah, I I, I agree. I'm 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 similar in that regard. Um so is there anything is there anything else regarding like the the criticism and stuff that you you have on your plate that you really want to discuss? No, I think that's th- okay. those are the two the couple things and I think we nailed them. Okay. Let me let me let me give you one. All right. Yeah. And it was a picture I had seen recently uh someone did an edit when Yoda appears to Luke. What if that was Obi-Wan instead? Hey, I saw that too and I thought that was cool. What I thought when that scene played out, whenever the it blew Luke out of the a tree or whatever, when like the fire shot out, I thought I was like Obi Wan's gonna come walking out of that tree, and it didn't. But it was still a good scene. But I thought that would have been cool. And and I I hope we do see him again in in one way, shape, or form. Would you guys be okay if like in Episode Nine, like he came back as a Force Ghost, but it was just like you and McGregor in like old man makeup? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Who else is it going to be? That's well, I guess perfect. I guess digital mapping. Yeah, they could do the digital oh, well, mapping. You know, makeup or if they do that, but definitely his voice. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd, I'd be fine with that. I think I'd prefer to see you and McGregor in makeup do it honestly than the digital map. I would. Yeah, I would. I think it just tie everything together a little bit more. Yeah. Um. So, let's move on to solo. What were your expectations uh, for Solo leading up to it? Well, I mean, it, it was like a roller coaster. They started out good, and then they got really bad. 
just because of all the behind the scenes stuff. As soon as I heard that Ron Howard was doing it, I all my fears were gone. He's one of my favorite directors right. of all time. So cool. And and it was you know it's a good movie. I didn't have any problems with it. Um, um were you where where would you where do you rank that movie? Man, that's tough. And like, I, I, don't, I don't I don't mean exact, but I mean like just just generally like what what kind of like low just, mid high. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, yeah. That's for me. For me, it's in the middle. Yeah, maybe, maybe even lower. Not because it's bad, but just because it doesn't mean as much to me. We got some good moments in that, but um, if that movie didn't exist, I would I'd be completely fine. Right. And again, not not to say it was bad, but um, and I, I there's some cool. Um, places where it could go, which yeah. I'd be interested to yeah, see. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But um, yeah, I mean, that's fine. I don't have a bad thing to say about it. it. Didn't blow my mind or anything like the last Jedi did. But right. Um. All right, and then let's talk a little bit because you you done some some of the reading of the EU stuff, and uh, or not EU. I'm sorry, but the the kind of the extra material, the su- supplementary material yeah. that is, that's now canon. Well, uh, it's still EU. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. It's just, it's just, I guess, current yeah. versus legends. Yeah. So w- talk to me about that a bit. So I've read a couple books. Um, I've the, the Thrawn one that, uh, Timothy Zahn did. Right. That's the new canon one. Right. And that, that book was great. I loved it. They, they, introduce some new characters which is hard to do in star wars period <laughs> but um they, they were there's this one character did any of you guys read that book uh, not yet no i have not okay well there's this i don't want to spoil anything but there's a character they introduced that in the sequel i don't i don't know i, I couldn't get through the sequel to it um it, it had a i think i don't know disney forked some things on that book but it they, they kind of got away from the charm of the first one. So I got like a third of the way into the second, the sequel to that. And then I just stopped reading. I said, I can't do it anymore. And then I read the, um, the Tarkin book, which is fantastic. And it's, it's good and bad because it, it makes you know, like what, what makes Tarkin tick. But then it also like makes you like them, <laughs> which like, I don't know if I need, you know what I mean? Right, 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 right. Cause it's like, I'm kind of cool with him just being this, this evil bad guy. But so I don't know. I think some criticism with those books, I haven't read too, too many of them. It's like nothing really happens in them. Yeah. I think they're still, I have the exact same criticisms of them, man. And and if you, they're inconsequential, a lot of them are just inconsequential. Yeah. And that's where I, I mean, you could say Tarkin is, but, but they had a good author and he told a good story. So I think in that way, like there, there are things to get you by in between movies. And that's what I was doing before um, the last Jedi came out. I was, I was reading everything, man. I, I was reading like the, mm. me and Gort were talking about this, like the, the Yuzan Vong stuff. <laughs> like I was yep. reading that just cause I was like, <laughs> I need all the star Wars I can get. You mean uh, Cobra you know? law? <laughs> oh dude. Yeah. It's silly, man. It's silly. Something that you kind of say there, calling the books inconsequential now. Now, I think very much these days it's supplemental, but in the yeah. past they were always making new books to conclude, conclude, yeah. and it would go on that path until yes. you got to an you know an inevitable end. Um, which what was that? Fate of the Jedi is the last big. 
book that, series they yeah. did. I didn't read that. I, I, so I made I, it. Like, I was. I made it like. Two I, books. I was disinterested when they made Admiral Dalla in charge of anything. Garbage and competent character. <laughs> yeah, I, I made it. I think t- two or three books into Fate of the Jedi. That was when th- there was a cool thing that was going on where like the Jedi started going mad, like they started like losing their minds. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I mean, obviously it was some you know b- bad guy trick, for lack of a better term. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I don't. I don't know exactly why. I the the last great series for me is that Legacy of the Force line. Like that that run was like. Th- that I I felt like the EU ended at the end of that book. Like it was like, and that's it. Like it had that feeling. Like it had like this is the end of the story of Star Wars, and it's good. Is how that. Went. Oh wow. Yeah, and I think at that point wasn't. I mean, Lucas was just signing off on everything, right? Um, I don't really know, honestly. I don't <laughs> know his involvement. Yeah, I mean, he had to sign off on it ultimately. But I mean, as soon as he signed off on the Yuuzhan Vong, I think he was like, whatevs. Cause, Sounds great. Because <laughs> that's great. that's the yeah because that's the least Star Wars feeling stuff that I've read. Yeah, and that that is kind of fresh in my mind. It's like they they bring in all these sci-fi or like fantasy authors, and that one felt too too sci-fi to me. There's some cool things about it, like how they like they like didn't exist in the Force or whatever. I thought that was yeah. cool. But then it's like, uh, oh, go ahead. Well, yeah, it just occurred to me. That's a pretty out there thing, and that's a book series that was loved and hated, especially with uh, how it started in Vector Prime. Yep. But for the listeners, anybody that's not familiar with the Yuuzhan Vong, Sam, would you like to tell us about them? So they were like an extra galactic army, I guess, and they had like they like would conquer galaxies, and and they didn't they like existed outside of force uh, of the force, so like um, you couldn't use Absent like from it. Yeah, yeah, and that, but all their technology was biological like they were like against technology so that is where it gets um too too much of a stretch to me because in the books they got to stop and explain how every ship and every weapon and every every different tool that they have works and i'm like oh come on like you just don't tell me just don't tell me (laughs) let me let me figure it out in my head well also like um uh, it's just it was just the so let me say this about positive about it. Like there is some cool stuff that they do address force wise with Jason. And and there's also some interesting relationship dynamics between Anakin Solo and Han Solo regarding, yeah, like the kind of, regarding the relationship. Yeah, regarding Chewie's death. Oh yeah, we talking about when they bonked him over the head with that moon? Yeah, 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 pretty much. <laughs> pretty much that. Um Yeah, that, that was a bummer. Because like, you know, Chewie did it to save Han's son and Han, and like, and you would think like Han would kind of recognize that thing, but he ultimately just kind of blames Anakin for yeah. Chewie's death. You know, he's like, like, been around longer. Yeah, like, but it's an interesting it's it's an interesting spin on that sort of trope because usually you just yeah. play, you know what I mean. And they didn't play it like they didn't play it the the kind of stereotypical way. They they went the road less traveled, but I think it made for a more interesting story. And then for you know for spoilers for those out there, but I mean the book's like twenty years old or whatever. But you know. Uh, <laughs> Anakin then ends up dying later also. So like Chewie's death ends up being for nothing. Yeah. And like that's that kind of stuff and how it impacts solo is that's some of the better stuff out of that, that series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's what I remember most, even from the books, because the Yuuzhan Vong, I was relatively disinterested in, but when you had the solo centric stories, you know, at one point, you know, he's rocking a beard and he's just kind of yeah, doing his man. thing, like estranged from everything. And I was really into that. Yeah. 
Yeah, that that's interesting. Because I remember whenever they first said um, that the EU stuff wasn't canon anymore, like I definitely felt a certain way about it. Yeah, me too. I was like, well, man, that sucks. But then I was like, well, it's all made up, so... Teresa Bakura's out the window. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. What do you think yeah, about that? I, hey, that's where I put my foot down. <laughs> you didn't read it, did you? No. No one, no one ever has. No one ever has. Everyone just knows someone who's read it. We just, we just had one person lie to us last episode and say they read it, but I don't, buy it. I don't believe them. <laughs> I'm going to need to see some video. Yeah. I'm going to need, need documented evidence. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's go into um, – let me talk. Let me talk, let me give my little perspective briefly about it because I've read some of it. Um, the only books that I've read that I've found like are really worth reading uh, so far, and I've, I've read the I read the first two aftermath books. I read Lost Stars. I've read um, Bloodlines. I read Dark Disciple. Oh, and, the Quinlan Voss one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one. I read that one too. That was good. Man. Yes, so that one is good. It, the Quinlan Boss one, Dark Disciple, and uh, the Bloodlines are the two best ones in Blood for, for that I've read. And Bloodlines is actually like that's one of those that should be required reading because that actually plays yeah, into the um, story. Was that Claudia Gray? Yep. That wrote that. Okay. Yep. And she, yeah, I need to read that dude, the stuff that the, like, and you know, just that little stuff, like shout out to, to, uh, Andy from, uh, from Ireland, who's been helping me with some of the, the star Wars content on my channel. But, um, you know, some of the stuff that's in there, that's like just deeply sown like richness. Like I, I mentioned in that video about how, you know, Leia got this note, uh, when there was a, a kind of government attack and the note said run before the attack happened. Like it was a first order attack. And then, in uh last jedi oh and okay then in, i know where you're going with this <laughs> and, then, and then in last jedi on uh on kyle or on ben's table there's a calligraphy set so like he can write and like there's not many people in there like they explain in bloodlines that like writing is like a lost form of communication so there's not many people that can do it it's kind of seen as like you know the person that still knows how to fix a typewriter yeah <laughs> wow that's interesting man then that's cool and i hope they do something with it yeah, and like they they like make that, a, that that'd be my concern because they make they, like they make like a big point that like she's like she's shocked to get a note that says run, she's shocked that there was a government attack by the first order, but she's more shocked that someone knows how to write. Yeah. So I, I love stuff like that. I love those little like yeah. morsels, for lack of a better term. And I hope they're like like I said, I hope that they do something with it, and, and that everyone's kind of on the same page with that and yeah um so let's see what else the uh what, what about rebels did you get into that at all um no not really yeah that that kind of stuff it's i think when my kids are older to really sit down my oldest son's four so he's just kind of like watches things in passing but once they're old enough to kind of sit down and watch it i'll get into it um I, i've heard good things about it but uh well, like i said it's nothing i i don't at this point want to invest too much time into gotcha uh, so let's uh, – is there anything else you want to talk about before Gordon and I start firing some questions at you? No, I think I think we're all good. Okay. Like, I, got, I said my piece on The Last Jedi. I defended it again. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, That's right. my lot in life. Yeah, no, it ends up being mine too. Like the, the, the two movies I end up defending the most are The Last Jedi and BVS Uncut. Those are the two movies 
throughout my entire existence that I end up. People got to give him a chance. Yeah. <laughs> got to give him a chance. I end up defending Iron Man 3 quite a bit. Yeah, but I'm talking about where it actually has merit. I'm talking about when you defend a movie, but it has some, some value. Court, he's talking about movies that matter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I caught it. <laughs> um, like, no, 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 no. Real movies. <laughs> yeah. no, no, Gort, not, not movies that everyone agrees are bad. I'm talking about ones where there is some, like, <laughs> I'm talking about ones where there is some room, some wiggle room. Um, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. We're going to have a talk later. Yeah. <laughs> this is the last episode of. Uh... <laughs> no, no. Um, but so, okay. So, uh, Gort, would you like to fire some off first or you would like me to start? Uh, no, I, I, I got some down here. Okay, go for it. All right, so starting off, what's your favorite lightsaber color? Green. Green. All right, if you could have a ship and fly it, what would it be? A ship and fly it? Um, do the Star Destroyer because, <laughs> because it's huge. I don't know. Yeah, that's got, got a big crew. Can you fly that big? by yourself? I wonder what sort of lightsaber Oh, yeah, you that's need. okay, okay. <laughs> I would want then, um, dude, the Outrider from Shadows of the Empire. <laughs> Did you get I into love that, that at answer? All? I had oh my gosh, dude! So just real quick, I had the toys. I didn't play the games. <laughs> I read the comic books. They came out. Um, I don't know what year, but I remember that was like one of the from the first times as a young kid I was aroused. Man, whenever whenever Prince uh, Shizor or whatever scissors, <laughs> his had, name is Prince Scissors. Prince Prince Scissors. Whenever he had <laughs> Leia in that like scantily clad outfit, I remember seeing that like as a young kid and be like, oh man, this makes me feel a certain type of way. I got to go back and look at that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So that that's that's my lasting memory from Shadows of the Empire. <laughs> I feel like you could fly it, and then you'd have a uh, room to kick back a little bit. Right, right, right. Um, um, go ahead. The most combat incapable Jedi. Um, probably that dude that got lit up by a Jango Fett in Attack oh, of the Clones. Oh, oh yeah, he that. just jumped down right in front of him, and then <laughs> pew, 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 pew. I want to say Coleman Trevor. Coleman Trevor. Somebody Coleman could. Trevor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. That's right. D- see, uh, nerds, man. Wait, what did I tell you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Best moment in Solo. Best moment in Solo. Wow. Mm. I have Dang, an, got me I, I have the answer for this. I thought Darth Maul was really cool, but probably um just like the first time they went into the Falcon, kind of lit everything up. Dude, I think it's, yeah, it's th- nice to see it all clean. What was yeah. uh, what was yours, Gort, for that one? The Wookies. Oh, really? Like on on uh, Kessel, like Chewbacca rescuing the oh, Wookies. Yeah, dude. So there's that one Wookie that looks like Harry and the Hendersons, <laughs> like in his face. Yeah, yeah his and that face always, is all no. He looked like something. You know that old um, that Land of the Lost show? There's like that little caveman boy. Yeah, he looks exactly like that, and that that threw me for a loop. So that kind of took me out of that scene. I um. For me, it's it's when Chewie sits next to him as co-pilot for the first time, like yeah, and, and the proper. music, yeah, the music yeah. hits like it's just it just seems like it's it seems like a classic Star Wars moment. It seems like a deleted mm-hmm. scene that I never saw before. Like it seems so right to me. Yeah, and and I need to watch that again. I've only seen that. I saw it in theaters, and I've only watched it like one time since then. So that's see, I got the same thing with Rogue One. I saw it twice <clears throat> in the theater. I saw it uh, like I tried to watch it at home, and that I don't think I was in the right mindset for it. I put on Force Awakens instead and had a, a, a real good time. But I yeah. need to watch Rogue One again. You keep saying that. I, I know. <laughs> been, he's been there. saying it for three years now. And, and, instead, he learned Coleman Trevor's name or whatever his dude's name. Is. <laughs> <laughs> he was on so, Wikipedia. 
What's your favorite deleted scene from a movie? Man, I liked when Grievous uh, killed Shock T. I thought that was cool, and I thought That's they should have left that in. It's one of her 13 deaths. Yeah. Good choice. choice. (laughs) Poor girl. (laughs) Cause that, that was, that was one of the things that it did leave a bad taste in my mouth with the revenge of the Sith was like, he didn't seem as menacing as he did in that cartoon that came out right before then. Yeah. He was like this monster in that man. I was like, well, this dude's trouble. And then he came out coughing and And being all goofy. Well, you know, I wonder if that's one of the things too, that they took that out for, but uh, she had just been left behind on uh, Coruscant. Mm-hmm. after he got yeah, away yeah yeah because it led right into the beginning of episode three maybe it's cartoons. one of these few times somebody stood up to lucas and said no that can't be there it doesn't work with this we just did this yeah i know people who it, watch that i know who it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't rick mccollum <laughs> no well, that they, guy just said yes <laughs> yes it'll be fantastic yes it'll be great it'll be great you silly right. La- last one from me who is your favorite character um man it's tough could be from anything. It's it's between um, Luke because of the Last Jedi, mostly. But then um, I think without that movie, it would be Qui Gon. Mm. He was the most interesting to me, especially as I got older and you start to question like the, the things rules. that your parents told yep. you. Yeah, and I think he um, he had sound principles, and that always that even appealed to me as a as a young kid. So, so let me ask a few. Who is your favorite non-Jedi? Non-Force user, I mean. Non-Force user? Dang it, I almost said Leia. <laughs> but um, it, no, it, it would be Han. Yeah, I hear that. Uh, who, is your, great. who is your favorite Sith Lord? That's another tough one. Um, I really like Bane. But I guess what that doesn't count anymore, does it? No, 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 no. You can still use it. We'll allow, we'll allow it. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I thought he had the um, the most fleshed out story. Yeah. So I would say him. Fair enough. Who is your favorite character from the prequel era, with the exception of Qui Gon? <clears throat> um, Mace Windu. Okay. I thought he was he was he was good. Uh, but then Pad Padme too. I really liked her. <laughs> I like her too, even even as an adult. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, who's I your like her as an adult too? <laughs> <laughs> um, favorite soundtrack? I think uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, it's mine too. Shadows That's of the, the Empire. Music. <laughs> favorite Star Wars video game? Ooh man, um, probably not the most recent Battlefront two. But the old Battlefront too. Yes, I awesome. love those games, yeah, man. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, most, uh, which are, I'm going to ask two two questions, maybe depending on the answer to the first. What is your favorite Star Wars collectible that you own? So I only have one. Really? <laughs> so it, yeah. Um, I, I sold everything last year. Why? Well, uh, that's a, not, and I've got to ask that. Why? So I, I worked at one job. I'm a teacher and I worked at one school district and I kind of out of the blue got a call to interview at this much better one. And I interviewed and then they called me like an hour later and offered me a job. And it was like, it's like two minutes from my house. I make more money now. And so I took it. Right. But then there was like this month long gap between where my old job stopped paying me and my new job 
started paying me right. So I right. was like, oh man, I need some money. Um, so I just sold a bunch of um, a bunch of stuff, pretty much like ninety percent of the Star Wars stuff. Wow. I actually sold it all to JD. He took it all. Oh really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Which which made me happy because I was like, okay, it's going to a good home. Right. And that made it sting a little bit less. And I said, once I start getting paid, I'll start buying. It was like all the SH figure art stuff. I had like everything that it came out. And I said, okay, I'll start. I'll buy it back. <clears throat> you know, once I once everything gets sorted out. Um, but I had this. I made a, a Luke, like the Octo Luke with the white robes on. I made a figure of him. And then Chris made me a Dio, where it's like he's like floating above the rock kind of how I was in that scene in The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. And I have that on display right now. And um, that, to me, is enough to, like, represent my love for all of it. So, like, even even once, like, I started making making money again <laughs> and uh, everything came, I, I just haven't bought anything else. Like, I think that one piece does enough for me. That's interesting. And it's cool because it's like I made the figure, Chris made the dial. And it's like a one of a kind thing. So, would you say that that is uh, that that is also the most meaningful piece you've ever owned in regard to Star Wars? Yeah, definitely. Because again, it's like I said, it's my favorite Star Wars moment, and it's something that me and, and, and a friend of mine helped create. And you're talking about? So I think you're talking about uh, Crashbox, Chris, right? Yeah. So let me tell you this: I saw the behind the scenes making of that dio. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I told him. So here's the thing about Chris, and I love Chris. Chris doesn't want to hear shit other than perfect. Looks great. What a talented artist you Dude, are. Hey, he he needs a he needs a Rick McCollum in his life. Yes. No, he needs the opposite. <laughs> he needs the opposite of a Rick McCollum in his life. So um so you know, we kind of give him a hard time about it. Like, you know, so like now when he'll send something, we'll be like, perfect, don't change the thing. You know, it's like an ongoing thing. <laughs> yeah. But um when I saw that, I was like, dude, I was like I would love to see if you put like a Detolf square because it's built for a Detolf, right? Yeah. Okay, so like a Detolf square base at the bottom that filled up the whole glass shelf of a Detolf and then filled it with like laid out cotton balls. Let's like look like clouds? Correct. Like at the bottom, so like the the kind of mountaintop was like coming out of the clouds, like you know, like yeah, was, yeah, I see what you mean. Um, just well, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit up Chris and demand a refund. And- <laughs> <laughs> Please do. No. He, but, but so I, I so I just said that you know, and then he wrote me back. He was like, the, he was like, the customer is very satisfied. I was like, okay, all right, I'm sorry, it's perfect. I'm sorry. Customer satisfied. Delete my number. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's that, funny. That, that's my guy. Um. So is there anything else you want to add your last your last moment? Um I, and I, I think just I've said this before but to people who are of of the mindset where you're you bash the new stuff or you're resistant to it um I would just say remember how it was when you were a kid and the 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 magic that came with seeing new Star Wars stuff and just remember that if you don't like it this is someone's entry to it someone younger and it's going to ignite their imagination the same way it did to you so just just view this all with an open mind so that's unfortunately that spurred two more questions for me the people that okay. you, the people that you're saying are getting into this would you say they're so question one would you say they are far younger well uh, I, I mean it, it depends and would um, you also say that they are more powerful 
<laughs> I, what, what I'm what I'm speaking to. No, is I'm like, just joking. I just, yeah, I'm okay, okay. Far younger, far more powerful. <laughs> um, all right, thanks for coming on, Sam. What's your uh, Instagram so people can follow you if they want to see some of yeah, your dis- um, they, they'll, they'll see your cloudless display of uh, Octu. Yeah, my unfinished display now, man. You got me. No, I'm just joking. I love it. I love it just the way it is. Um, it's perfect. Yeah, I wouldn't change a thing. Yeah, honestly. looks great. Insta <laughs> underscore Sam eight nine. That's my Instagram, and then I'm a Sam Meat on Facebook, and then I'm on the I'm on a show with a bunch of guys on the the Masterpiece Ship Piece Theater on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel on Friday nights at nine ish. I think that's a very locked nine-ish. in time. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> we're usually supposed to start at 9. We were always late. So. <laughs> right. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. And uh, as soon as Gort and I figure out something clever to say that's not May the Force Be With You because it's too cliche, we'll, we'll add that at this part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. See ya. We need something. Yeah. <laughs>